Greetings, guys. My apologies for last week. I had all but finished my recording and was editing when the audio got corrupted. I had run out of time, and so last week was not. And so I wasn't able to upload last week. But, fear not, episode 2 is here, uncorrupted. So, turn the lights down and the volume up. As we venture into the darkness tonight, as I bring you part 2. first night, the beers I had clutched to me as I ran down the hall were the only things that let me get any sleep at all. I woke up the next morning, squinting into the daylight leaking through my curtains. I couldn't remember exactly what I had been afraid of. It was like waking up from a nightmare, as if the details of whatever horrible thing that haunted my mind faded out in the light of day. My brain held on to the fear. My breath came in shallow jets from my nose, and my eyes scanned the room erratically. I didn't remember the source of my anxiety until I spied the boxes of unpacked clothes and books stacked in front of my bedroom door. Once again, I couldn't shake the feeling that the door was taunting me. Over the wall of boxes, I'd built for some semblance of peace of mind. Wanting to rid my brain of that image, I closed my eyes and dropped my head into my hands with a tired sigh. Behind my eyelids, the basement door was waiting instead, glaring white in the light of the kitchen. The image flickered to my kitchen, bathed in darkness. With dread, I watched the weak yellow light flare up from under the door. Again, the image changed. And there, beneath the door, a shadow of feet standing and waiting patiently, expecting. I opened my eyes and was greeted with my own white bedroom door behind the boxes. A churning in my stomach threatened to bubble over, and I flopped wearily back onto my pillow. I'd never really been one to believe in the supernatural, not out loud at least. There was always that section in the back of my brain that tried desperately to keep it quiet. The what-if part of my brain. As I laid there in my bed that morning, that part of my brain was screaming, demanding answers. And so, I set out to get some. The first step was to check the house. Moving the boxes was a slow process. Not that they were heavy or there was that many of them, 
they were relatively light, and I only had about four or five in the room with me. But every little noise the house made in that morning quiet was some stalking, lurking thing waiting on the other side of my bedroom door, at least in my mind. Nonetheless, I cleared a path out from my bedroom, cautiously opened the door inch by inch, and peered out into the rest of the house. The hallway was dark and quiet. Everything was still in the house except for the loud ticking of the clock in the living room. Taking a deep breath, I stepped out into the hallway. The bathroom off the hall was clear. Nothing in the living room either. Everything was still in the state that I had left the night before. One or two empty beer bottles on the coffee table. A pizza box lazily tossed by the front door. But I checked every corner. In the closet. Under the couch even. Part of this was me just wanting to be thorough, but the larger part was the what-if part of my brain looking for reasons to put off going into the kitchen. Eventually, the kitchen was all that was left to check. As I crossed the threshold from the living room to the kitchen, I couldn't make my eyes look up at the basement door. They were happy to scan the fridge and the cabinets for as long as could be. But the prospect of seeing that white door waiting for me again was making my head swim. But once again, at some point, all that's left to do is the very thing you would do absolutely anything to avoid. souls. It just sat there like it had been waiting for me to wake up. Hey there, how'd you sleep? Any dreams? I dreamt about you. I shook my head to clear the image of the shadow puppets I had cast on the walls of my own mind. It was just a door, goddammit. This was my house. And I had to grow the hell up. With the sound of my heartbeat drowning out the ticking of the clock in the living room, I moved slowly towards the basement door. I was standing right in front of it before I had noticed I was holding my breath. As noiselessly as I could, I exhaled and I took in a slow gulp of air sputtered, its beats in my chest sending shockwaves throughout my body. All the while, the door stood, unmoved. I stood there for longer than I cared to admit before finally reaching out my hand and trying the knob. To my troubled relief, it was securely locked. I tried a couple more times just to be sure leaning my weight against the wood and really gripping the knob tightly as I shook it. Nothing. 
into a minute. Nothing. I breathed in a deep lungful of air and let out a grateful sigh as I stepped back from the door. Momentarily satisfied with my lack of findings. As I turned to walk away from the basement door to the fridge, it seemed more and more likely that I had scared myself in some sort of drunken stupor that night before. The cold pizza left over from the night before served as my comfort for the rest of the morning. I stood leaning against the sink and chomped on a slice of pepperoni, thankful for what was finally starting to feel like a normal enough morning. A tinkling sound from behind the basement door broke this temporary peace. I stopped chewing and listened intently once again. Silence filled the kitchen. through my hands, I moved slowly but steadily back to the basement door. Again, I pressed my ear to the wood and listened. No light jangling noise came, but the clear sound of a chain being tugged. Looking down, I could see a soft yellow light swing by and hang out for a while. 
He said that'd be fine and asked if I was alright. With a shaky voice, I told him I was fine. Because it's hard to explain over the phone that either you're losing your mind or your new home has some sort of uninvited presence in the off-limits basement. I'd explain myself when they finally got there. Probably. On my way, I gave Marie a call. Went straight to voicemail. Marie McDonald Properties. Please leave your name and number and a brief description of your reason for calling and I will return and address your concerns as need be as fast as I can. about how it would seem to anyone I talked to about this. Um, there, there is something in the basement. P please call back ASAP. I left it at that and hung up. If he was allowed to be cryptic and unhelpful, then I was allowed to be nervous and vague. When I reached Pat's place, he had five guys waiting for both of us. And I ate it gratefully, realizing how hungry I was. We munched and watched TV for a while, and my mind started to unclench from the night and morning I had just gone through on my own. But the day went on, and the morning turned into afternoon. Soon, it would be night, and then I would be out of reasons to stay at my friend's place. Then, somewhere amidst the Netflix and video games. Pat asked the question. So, what was up this morning? You sounded pretty freaked out. For a moment, I debated telling Pat anything because I already knew how crazy all this seemed. And this year, hasn't been a stellar one for my mental well-being already. I've worried some folks, but this wasn't that. I told Pat what had gone on last night and this morning. He didn't laugh. He didn't give me that heavy look of concern I've received oh so many times from so many others. He listened, and when I was done, he looked me in the eyes with a strong, steady gaze. Well, I think we should go back there, together. What? Man, look, either this is legitimately the freakiest thing to have ever happened to anyone that I know, or it's part of some shit you're going through. Either way, I don't want you to mess around with it by yourself. I faltered a little bit and returned his stare dumbly. He just smiled and spoke again. I'll grab my stuff. 
Pat Stone clapped me on the back and went to his room, returning with a backpack slung over his shoulder. He looked at me with raised eyebrows like he was daring me to tell him no. Pat had always been a fierce friend of mine. I can't tell you how glad I was for him that moment. We both climbed into my car and drove back to my house. We pulled up to the house as the sun ducked beneath the horizon, laying dusk all over the world like a blanket. My stomach was tight as we climbed out of the car. We reached the front door of my place. It's the landlord, I told Pat, unlocking the door to let him in. Let's see what he has to say. Pat laughed and went in the door. I accepted the call and put the receiver to my ear. Don't go back in the house. Those words boomed statically and harsh through the phone, and the front door slammed in front of me. I dropped the phone and hammered my fist on the door, calling out to my friend. The doorknob didn't budge in my grip. Desperately, I tried the key once again. They were flung out of the lock, whizzing past me into the yard. I watched them sail away from me, eyes wide. I slammed once more into the door, and it gave, sending me sprawling into the hallway of the house. The door swung violently on its hinges as it struck the wall and bounced back lazily for a half swing. The house was almost completely dark, but I spied a light on the wall of the living room opposite the kitchen. A shadow moved there, the shadow of a man. I slowly turned and moved out of the light. I called out that. Pat, Pat, where are you? We, we, we gotta go, now. I scurried forwards on my hands and knees, rounding the corner into the living room. I stopped when I could see into the kitchen. The overhead lights were off. The only light was coming from the doorway to the basement. The door was open. Pat was gone. The tingling, tugging noise sound once more. And the basement light went out.
wow, this truly is shaping up to be an unsettling and haunting tale, isn't it? But we are not yet complete. And so, I leave you with part two. Please join me next week as I tell you As we bring this story to a conclusion, what will be the outcome? What will happen to our... What will happen? Who's waiting in the basement? And why? If you like this story, please share, subscribe, and... Give me some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing. If you do happen to have any stories that you have written and wish to be narrated on the podcast, please feel free to contact me via email below in the description or on Twitter. I do have a Discord that I'm trying to build, so please bear with me as I fumble around with that clumsily. Anyhow, I'd like to thank you once again, guys.